This is episode number 8 with Kim Argatzinger. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nard, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries and change makers so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Before introducing today's guest, let me guys tell you a little bit more about the Mindset Nation community, a Facebook group that I highly recommend you to join. In this community, you have the chance to get in touch with other like-minded listeners, the incredible guests on the show, and of course with me, the host himself. You can ask questions, give feedback, and engage in different conversations. On top of that, you will know everything about the most important freebies and takeaways and the latest news about brand new episodes. You can join this community by simply clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting our website mindsethorizon.com. So let's dive into the introduction. Today's guest is Kim Argetsinger and in this episode we talk about why mindset is so important in business and life and why reprogramming our thinking patterns is key to success. We talk about how we can handle fear and why awareness and aligned action is so important when it comes to facing fears in our business. Kim explains what it means to hide in plain sight, sabotaging our own growth and success and what to do about it. We talk about Kim's framework to create your own version of success, which consists of four pillars, clarity, mindset, simplified strategy and aligned action. So a couple of words about Kim. Kim is a mindset coach and business mentor with a mission to help people create their version of success and make more money doing what they love. Through private one-on-one coaching, group coaching and courses, Kim helps high-achieving, passion-driven solopreneurs and coaches transform their business from the inside out so they can stop hiding in plain sight, simplify and streamline their strategy and build a business they are widely in love with that also gets them paid. Kim holds a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Miami, is a mentor masterclass certified life coach and has been featured as an expert and coach on Today I'm Brave, The Change Blog, The Real Female Entrepreneur, Leverage and Loving It, Her Agenda, Soulful Success Podcast, The Ladies Coach, as well as numerous additional podcasts, webinars and interviews. Kim's obsessed with how the brain works, business psychology, and empowering others to own their version of success and zone of genius. By clarifying our vision, it all starts here, transforming our mindset. Over 80% of business is mindset. Utilizing streamlined strategy, business doesn't have to be complicated. And taking aligned action, you gotta show up and take up space like you mean it. Kim believes we can all build a business we are widely in love with that also gets us paid. So without further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Kim, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited about this conversation because you're one of the first mindset experts on the show or mindset coaches on the show. And I really want to go a little bit deeper uh, into this topic, mindset, fears, and how we can overcome difficulties and fears uh, when it comes to business life, whatever. But before we do that, take us back a little and tell us about your background. First of all, what do you do? What are some of your specialties when it comes to your business? And how did you become a coach? Oh, so many good questions. So I guess I'll start with the what I do. I'm a mindset coach and business mentor. And I work with, I call them heart-centered, passion-driven, high-achieving creatives, entrepreneurs, other coaches. So service-based entrepreneurs for the most part, but they span all different industries. And I help my people to, I say, it's get and stay out of your own way, which is the mindset component. I help my amazing people to stop hiding in plain sight, to create simplified strategy. Strategy does not need to be complicated so that they can take up space like a boss, really get out there and build, grow, scale businesses they love that also make them bank. All about making more money doing what we love. And that's the work I do. And 
it's a blend of clarity, mindset, strategy, and action. That's my coaching framework. Mm-hmm. And gosh, yeah. in terms of how I got here, let's see. I woke up one day, I popped out of the womb, and I knew I was going to be a coach. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I, it's it my my path. I think like many of us who are entrepreneurs, it's a it's a little bit of a roundabout path. So I have a degree in psychology. I've always been fascinated with mind and how our mind ticks. I thought I was going to go down the the PhD path and do research on human emotion and facial expressions and also have always had a passion for the creatives and the creative world. And instead of going the PhD route, I turned that opportunity down and I graduated college year early picked up, moved across the country, was in Florida at the time, to Los Angeles and spent 10 years pursuing acting, living the life of an actress. Completely different world, which is essentially having your own business in the creative world. And did that for 10 years until it was no longer what lit me up. And uh, what I talk a lot about is having our own version of success and really being clear on what that is and, and following that. And acting was no longer my version of success after a decade. I will always be an actress, but the business itself wasn't. So I, on a kind of on a whim, picked up and moved across the country to New York City with no job, with nothing, with no idea what I was doing, but essentially to get out of the bubble that I was in. LA is a very mm-hmm. myopic city and I, I needed to be in a different space and moved to New York City to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I spent a good I don't know, year and a half in all sorts of jobs that were not a fit and had no idea that coaching was an industry until I had a conversation with a pretty well-known coach one New Year's Eve. And it was one of those conversations where I was like, what is this woman? What is she doing? I don't know what this is, but this, I want more of this. And realized it was coaching. And then I'd say within the next week, I'd signed up for a year-long coach training program. And that was my entry into the industry. And here we are many, many years later. Well, sounds really exciting. And you mentioned uh, this fascination in mind. And I was wondering, in that 10 years, as as you were an actress, um, were you uh, focusing on the mind or such areas? Or was it completely away? Because you mentioned you studied uh, psychology as well. So was it part of your life or not at all? Not the way it is now. So I've always been very aware I mean, I have that interest and very aware in what makes other people tick, but I wasn't applying it to myself, I'd say, in the same way. Um, When you're acting, you're very, I I think it served me well because you're essentially stepping into the mind and life of someone else and someone who either has existed or doesn't exist. So in that way, I very much was, but not in the way where I was using the tools I wish I had. I wish I had all the tools I do now. I think I think that would have been a very different experience, but I wasn't using the mindset tools that I have now then. And yeah. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. You don't want to wish those things, but I think it would have been a different experience. Yeah, actually, I was also in a, in a different field. You know, I used to work as an architect. Uh, I shared my story in, in, in a couple of episodes, so I'm not going to share it uh, <laughs> from the beginning, but I was in this transitioning phase and I yeah, I chose coaching because it is it is such a great field. It's it's a never-ending expansion of of the of the human experience, I would say, mm-hmm. because it, it's, it really is. And you basically support other people to do the same. And so when it comes to curiosity, passion, because you mentioned the mind, for example, and mindset. When it comes to your business today, what are you most passionate about or curious about? I have this curiosity, to be honest, uh, about human potential and how we can tap into that. For example, I just started to uh, talk to people who are in different fields. Uh, I mean, people who are approaching this topic in a different way from an angle uh, of flow states, from an angle of love or, you know. So what are the questions that you ask yourself? What are you most passionate or curious about? Yeah, I think, well, first, just to, just to comment on what you said earlier, yes to coaching. I think it's life-changing. I think it's absolute magic and absolutely life-changing. So that's my little two cents on the coaching industry. In terms of what I'm fascinated by and the questions I ask myself, mm-hmm. I think I'd agree with you. I mean, I think I think human potential crosses over every industry, and I think mindset 
I'm a big believer. So within business, how we do one thing is how we do all things. So in terms of our mind and what our thoughts are, our thoughts are creating our feelings, influence our actions, influence our results. So any result we have in business or don't have in business, we can trace it back to the thought process. We can trace it back to the mindset. So if we want to create a result in business and we're not achieving that, or we want to create a new result, we have to first start with the thought, whether that's you know, regretting a thought, creating a new thought, adjusting a thought, um, reprogramming our brain. And I think that's like that in business and also outside of business when, you know, any scope of human potential, whatever we're creating, it starts with that thought. I personally believe all of us are, I'm going to try not to curse, I'm a cursor, so much more capable (laughs) than we give ourselves credit for and have such massive potential that most of us aren't tapping into because of what thoughts we're thinking because of how our brain subconsciously is running on autopilot based on programming that we've either evolved to have or that we have picked up as a you know young child or as a young adult because we have learned a strategy that served us in the moment but is no longer serving us in our current reality if we want to grow and expand our mm. potential so the questions yeah. i'm always asking myself is you know what is the actual thought? What is the thought that is creating this action? Or what is the thought that's creating this feeling? Or what's the thought that's creating this action or not creating this action, whether it's with me or or with a, a client. And so I'm always curious about that. And then within the scope of business itself, I'm obsessed with business. I think it's I think it's just a mm-hmm. fascinating lens, just as money is. And so I'm just always asking different questions about how we're looking at business because I think the human mind likes to create problems and likes to um, overcomplicate things. I think it's just how we're wired. And so I'm always looking at where are we creating problems that don't exist and how can we simplify our process to expand a potential for business so that we're impacting more people and having growth with in the revenue and income of a business. Does that make sense? Mm, absolutely. And um I wanted to get back to the thoughts and uh, the actions that you mentioned. I, I, I like to define beliefs because it's it's more tangible for me. And beliefs are the filter through which we see the world, right? So when it comes when it comes to possibilities, for example, in business, right? We have these beliefs, thoughts, thoughts based on beliefs, I would say, and then we experience our external world based on those beliefs and thoughts. And our actions are also driven by those beliefs. So there's there's this expression, every action is belief-driven. So what you believe is how you're going to take action. So if you believe that business is difficult to start or even impossible, you're not going to take action because you are yeah, not allowed basically by your mindset or belief systems. And um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting thing. And uh, one of my questions would be like, how can we shift that mindset belief system so that we can move forward and closer to our desired outcome, vision, whatever? Yeah, I mean, that's the power of coaching right now. I'm kidding. But I think, I think the, the beautiful thing about the mind is it's quite simple in that it's, I think of it, it's almost like a computer and we the the way the thoughts we have and what those, the emotions they're creating and the actions that we're having as a result or not having as a result, we've just essentially programmed that into our brain at some, some, some point along the road. We can reprogram our brain and science has shown this. It's, it, it's a possibility. In order to reprogram our brain, we have to start creating some awareness around our thoughts and creating some separation around our thoughts. What usually happens when our thoughts are running on autopilot is our thoughts and our feelings get fused together. It's like um, two pieces of paper being glued together. And so it's really hard to see that there's any difference. And so we think they're the same thing and we tend to get hooked by them. And then suddenly we're like reacting in our business based on emotion. When emotion we're the only ones experiencing it. It's kind of this fascinating thing that feels very real, but to the outside world, you know, you can't really see, touch, taste, emotion. And yet mm. it can dictate the a business and usually not in a positive way when we're reacting in business from an emotion. And so 
going back to the brain and how we change our mindset, if we can start to create some awareness around those thoughts and create just a little bit of a gap between the thought and the feeling. So if you can think then suddenly like we have two pieces of paper instead of being glued together, there's a little bit of space between them. We create enough separation. It's almost like we can see our thoughts and see the emotion as if it's not us. And we have the ability to start thinking new thoughts, to consciously choose if that's what we want to think and believe and begin to reprogram our brain, our mind, our our brain again is like a computer. And if we can start to do this repeatedly, it's like anything in life. I mean, brain, the brain's pretty simple. What we put in more is what we get out. So if we can repeat a thought enough with emotion, emotion uh, with a thought is how memories are created. We can start to reprogram the brain, create new neural pathways. If we can do this often enough, this can become the default programming in our brain. What happens mm-hmm. for most of us, the reason this feels difficult or impossible is a lot of the thoughts that are linked to those emotions that we are getting hooked by, we've been thinking for 20 years. So it's really that programming in our computer, in our brain is really etched in. It's really strong. And we then will try for one week to have an, you know, to think differently. And we're like, well, this doesn't work. Well, it's, it's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym for one week, you're probably not going to get the six-pack abs you want. But it doesn't mean you're not capable of getting six-pack abs. It doesn't mean you're not capable of getting fit. You have to repeat going to the gym, the process enough time to override whatever habits you've had before. And it's exactly the same thing with our, our mind. And so it, I hope this is making sense because I'm trying to make this, this somewhat simple And that I think sometimes we feel like we have to make it really difficult on ourselves or that it has to be really hard. And the actual process itself can be relatively simple. What isn't easy is showing up and repeatedly doing the work to get, see those thoughts and to change them and being able to see what's on the tip of our nose. I think sometimes we have a hard time seeing because we're, we've had these thoughts for 20 years, say, seeing what thoughts are not even serving us because we they are so fused to our emotion. So I think that's where it gets cha- get challenging and having someone to support you can be helpful. But the process itself can be relatively simple. It's my long-winded answer, so hopefully that made sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was wondering, like, how do you help entrepreneurs and solopreneurs implement these tools and principles in their life and business? You know, it's it's interesting because I think with mindset, again, how we do one thing is how we do all things. So I, I have a couple of things I, I say I mainly help people with. I help a lot. I call it stop hiding in plain sight, but it's visibility and it's visibility in a way where we're authentically showing up as all of us. I think a lot of us have a tendency when our mindset is hooked into fear or hooked into beliefs that we're not good enough or that you know people aren't going to like us if we shine or many of the other normal thoughts we have. I think we have a tendency to hide in plain sight in many different ways, you know, show up, but not fully show up. I help my clients a lot with the mindset that comes up around sales or around being able to receive money, being able to put themselves out there and have those sales conversations and, you know, take, I say taking up space like a boss. It's, I just like to have these fun phrases because I think they're sometimes more fun than my brain geeking out around you know, the neuroscience of it all. But that again, that's being able to energetically show up in your business instead of just going through the motions, which is very mindset based. But in terms of what I'm helping my clients with, our mindset shows up in everything. So the way we're looking at this is going to be different for every single client. Sometimes we're looking at the mindset through the lens of their personal relationship. Sometimes it's through the lens of their business. Sometimes it's through the lens of a sales conversation. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's through the lens of money. The beautiful thing is we tend to have a few patterns that most of us repeat. And most of us only have a few, I don't even want to say mindset blocks, but p- patterns that are, are holding us back. And they just show up mm. in different ways. And so we can mm. generally take a look at what's going on in any part of your life and see what's going on there. And it's going to influence and impact the way you're showing up in your business. And so if we can take a look at the pattern that's going on with the mind there and start to shift it, then we can also see that it will shift how you're showing up in your business. Does Mm. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And you have mentioned this uh, hiding in plain sight. So would you tell us a little bit more about this phenomenon, so to speak? Uh, Like, how does it look like when someone is hiding in plain sight? 
yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like a fun phrase. What, what does it actually mean? So I, yeah. um, I, the, the idea of this came from when I was still acting. And when I look back at my acting days, I think there, when I think about why acting fueled me so much, I think a lot of what I was doing was hiding in plain sight. It didn't feel safe to show up as myself or to um, say some of my thoughts, maybe get angry or shine and say, Hey, I think I'm great, but it did feel safe to have someone give me a character and have me create this life and this emotion and then perform, which is very visible, but you're essentially hiding behind a character. And this is something I think many of us do in business and in our personal lives. I think it doesn't feel safe to fully show up and be seen. And it does feel safe to hide behind some sort of mask. And I think we then hide in plain sight, but we trick ourselves. We lie to ourselves a little bit because we say, hey, I'm doing all the things. I'm showing up. I'm getting visible. I'm posting on social media. I'm sharing content. I'm putting out offers. But we're putting things out in a way that isn't fully allowing ourselves to be seen. We're pulling back in some way, whether we're not sharing our full story or we're not speaking to the people we really want to work with or we're not really speaking to the truth of the work we want to do or we're not as coaches. I think we can hide in plain sight because maybe we're pulling back with clients and we're not fully speaking our truth in terms of what we think is going on. I think Mm -hmm. we can do this in sales conversations. You know, we show up for the sales conversation and then we pull back massively when the conversation gets uncomfortable, which is where the magic lives. I think we do this even in how we choose our, I, I say we sometimes choose shadow ideal clients and shadow offers, meaning we choose the clients we think or the type of people we think are going to be safe to work with, or we create the offer we think is safe versus what we really want to do or who we really want to serve and help. And I mm-hmm. think there's just many ways we do this. If And you know, it's just different layers we have to work on. I, another thing I see with a lot of my clients as they're growing and scaling their businesses and hitting higher level income months and creating more success. And something I've personally had to do quite a lot of work around and still do every time I up level, there's a tendency to want to hide and downplay the success. And I think that's another way we hide in plain sight. We, we dull our shine to make other people feel good or to make other people feel safe or because we think it will. So I think there's many, many ways we do this. And I think it essentially is a way we limit our potential. It's a way we play small. It's a way we dim our light. It's a way we hold ourselves back. It's a way we sabotage ourselves. Mm. Wow. So many great information. Yeah. I'm, I'm just putting this whole information into my head in the frames that I have in my head. Right. And so when I did my coach training program, we learned about fears, which is when it comes to a project, let's say you want to start your own business. And one of the first fears that comes up is fear of dreaming the second one is fear of failure and the third one is fear of upsetting people and when you said this playing small uh two things came to my mind one is this fear of upsetting people so you know i have this fear that i will upset others around Mm -hmm. me so i'm going to play small and the other thing was um yeah uh, being a leader right so not being a victim or a people pleaser because what is it fear of upsetting people is all about i want people to like me i want people around me to like me i don't want to lose my friends whatever maybe family maybe they don't understand so i don't want to upset these people right and i decide to play small so what do you think about this frame and fears like is it something similar to what you've been talking about well i mean i think it's a, it's all part of the same the same mechanism. And I think the the fears you're talking about are very, I mean, they're, they're very human. We're wired to have fear. Um, newsflash, everyone listening, your fears are not going away, never going to get rid of them. And I think what you're talking about are a lot of very normal human fears. We're wired to want to, I mean, what's kept us safe in evolutionary, evolutionary, that's not a word. Um, but back in the day, when we were hunters and gatherers, we're just to be part of a tribe. And so the fear of being kicked out of the tribe meant death. I mean, that meant we could die. We get eaten by a tiger. And I think these are hardwired into us. And so starting a business and what you're talking about, people mm-hmm. not liking you, um, 
the fear of failure. And I think what you're alluding to as well, the, in terms of leadership, I think there's quite a lot of fear of success because that's just another way we get kicked out of the tribe. If we're really successful, we fear that that's going to come with either a ton of responsibility or that people might not like us. So mm-hmm. I think that is all part of the same mechanism that goes into hiding in plain sight. What is driving us to hide in plain sight and what's underneath a lot of what's causing us to hide in plain sight. Mm. Yeah, and someone who doesn't really want to hide in plain sight. So what what could be some tips to to overcome these struggles, so to speak, or fears? Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing with fear that always feels important to say is it's normal. And mm. I think the, t- the the thing with fear that I think drags a lot of us down is we avoid it, we resist it, we don't look at it. And if you think of, um, I was just talking about this with, with my coach yesterday, actually, if you think about being in a pool, if you've ever been in a pool with a beach ball and you try to push it underwater, it like will go underwater for a second, then it'll pop up somewhere else. Like it's really like, you can't just keep a beach ball underwater and fear is kind of the same way. I think what happens for a lot of us, we're like, I don't want to feel fear. I don't want to feel fear. I don't want to feel this. I just, am going to not even pay attention to it. And we try to push it underwater and all it does is it pops up with more like vigor somewhere else and it just shows up somewhere else. And I, and so what I'd say is with fear, I think one of the most powerful things we can do is to look at it and to start to pay attention to it. There's a a great exercise that this is not my exercise. I did not create Mm -hmm. this. And I wish I could think of the woman's name who did, but you essentially write your fears out like 20 of them every single day for Mm -hmm. a month and you don't do anything with them. I think that's the thing. We want to fight our fears. Mm-hmm. We want to argue with our fears. We want to like wrestle with our fear. It's like the beach ball. We want to like try to push it underwater more. It just hits us in the face. It's really hard to fight for your limitations. Your brain is wired to keep you safe. You're in the reptilian part of your brain when you're feeling fear. Your limitations are like you can't fight for them. They're almost always going to win. But you can start to look at them. And the more we start to look at them, the more we start to neutralize them. The more we start to see, oh. That's kind of fascinating. Like I've been looking at this here every day for 20 days. I'm still alive. And also this is kind of funny. Like this is almost becoming funny because I didn't even realize I was scared of this thing. And this thing actually is kind of silly. And I I think that's one of the most powerful ways to manage fear is to just, and this sounds almost like overly simple because I think our brain, it's like wired to solve problems. We just like want to like sink our teeth into something, do something with it. I think if we can look at, look at something and neutralize it and not argue with it. And it's like, oh, isn't that, isn't that fascinating? Cool. I see you and I'm actually safe. I'm actually okay. Like there are no tigers here. I'm not actually going to die. Let me move forward anyway. And then the action, if we start to take action in direction towards our values, so towards the things we want, I want to build a business and I want to book a client. I'm terrified of getting on the phone with a client. That is a fear. I'm not going to actually do anything with the fear. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to argue with it because it's always going to win. But I'm going to take some action anyway. I'm going to acknowledge the fears there. You can totally hang out with me. So it's a little of, um, oh, what's her name? Um, Big Magic. Um, she talks about that a little bit in her book. But I'm going to just let that fear hang out. And I'm going to move. I'm going to take action anyway in the direction towards what is what's aligned to my values. In this case, that would be having a sales call, getting on the phone with someone. Hmm. In doing that action, that's how we start to move through some of the fear because we're willing to be comfortable in that discomfort, see the fear hanging out with us, come out on the other side. We've taken action. So through that, we've grown, we've created a new level of confidence, and we have the evidence that, hey, hey, brain, I'm still alive. I didn't die. And I think that's how we can most effectively move through through fear and handle fear. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's it's so true because uh, one of the things I uh, also focus on is vision, but not just a vision, uh, but a vision aligned with values and core values. And um, yeah, this is something uh, fear is something that we should be aware. So for me, it was really helpful when I actually uh, learned about coaching and a little bit brain science and you know emotional brain reptilian brain and the neocortex and how it works so fear is just you know i have a thought i have this story coming up what's going to happen if i'm going to call this client whatever the story um and you know just um 
yeah, being aware of this thought. This is this is the thought. This is what triggers my feeling of fear, fear of whatever, and then just move towards my vision and uh, yeah, what I really want. So, in this situation, it helps to ask, okay, what I what I, what do I really want? Yeah, and I, I think just to what you're saying as well, I think it's really helpful when we can identify identify the fear and identify the story. So I two things I say to clients a lot. One, no one's ever died because of their thoughts or their feelings. <laughs> um, yeah. and, I, but, and I say that like as a, as a joke, but it's I think when we're in the middle, I, I, I've had I've suffered from depression and anxiety. I, I very viscerally can feel what the feel the fear feels like in my body. So anyone who feels that, I'm not immune to that. I think we think in the moment we're going, like our brain thinks we're going to die. No one's died from their thoughts and their their feelings. In fact, those the, the thing, the reason we feel so um, attached to them is because sometimes those thoughts and feelings have actually protected us and we get them lumped together. Like sometimes there's a fear we actually have to be worried about. The rest of the time to what you're speaking to, it's because of the stories we're attaching, you know, in our brain to these fears. Our brain lives in stories. We tell stories all day long. And I think that it's really helpful to take a look at what is the story I'm telling myself? Like, And is this a story I want to believe? Is this a story that's serving me? Mm-hmm. Do I want to create a new story? And I, I think that's, it's, it's part of the mechanism of fear and also just that gets into limiting beliefs as well, just in terms of the stories we're telling ourselves all day long that we just buy as true. Yeah. And that half the time, I mean, who knows what's true? It's all true. And I think that's where this becomes really empowering to realize we can just decide what's true for us mm-hmm. because it's kind of all, in some ways, it's all a lie. And it's like perception is just what we make it. We're all perceiving this conversation in a different way based on the thoughts in our head. So we might as well choose the ones that serve us. But we have to be aware of what those stories are first to do that. Mm, absolutely. And also like question questioning when it comes to belief question those beliefs like if i have an idea or a story in my head mm, business is really hard or something like that what's the belief that this statement is based on right so maybe i have uh you know accepted a belief in the past 10 years ago based on some kind of a past experience information knowledge whatever and I haven't really questioned that belief. And so maybe it's limiting me in the present, right? And I have never questioned that that belief. So what is the belief that is basically uh, driving that thought? And so, yeah, uh, we mentioned values and vision as well, which is, which is a really uh, interesting topic. And I focus on that a lot, actually. Um, but I wanted to get back to the to your four-step framework, which was clarity, mindset, simplified strategy, and aligned action. So would you just tell a little bit more about those four areas or fields? Thanks for asking. I am obsessed with my coaching framework. Um, I will never tell anyone what's the right way, but I believe that this is how we create success in our business. I've just seen it over, I've seen it with my own business. I'm very blessed and have a very successful business. And I've seen it just over and over again with clients as they build businesses, as they grow businesses, as they scale their businesses, that underneath, it's always a combination of clarity, mindset, strategy, and action. And if we're not achieving the success we want, we need to get clear on which one of these pieces, sometimes it's all of them, but what component, mm-hmm. what mechanism we need to drive into and, and create some focus around. And what's beautiful about this is as we strengthen one area, they're all connected and it strengthens another. So, and just to kind of stretch this out a little bit, we need the clarity and mindset piece in terms of, I need to know what I'm focused on. I need to know what I want to create. I need to know where I'm going. I need to have clarity on mm-hmm. in terms of business or, you know, in terms of life in general, Yeah, what it yeah. is I want, what I'm creating. Um, I need to have clarity on what's getting in my own way. The mindset component 95 to 99% of all of our conscious action gets its start in our subconscious brain. Business is like strategy is not that complicated, y'all. Business is mostly mindset. So if we have the clarity and mindset piece underneath our strategy and action, and then we have a simplified strategy that is aligned to what we want to create because we have that clarity versus I think what can happen for a lot of us in business is we have strategy. But we have no clarity on what strategy works for us. And we're 
throwing stuff at the wall and doing 400 different things. That's not simplified strategy. And then if we're taking aligned action on that strategy, because we have the clarity and mindset to support it, we have magic in our business. What happens for a lot of people is we have we tend to be one side heavy. So we have some strategy and we're taking action like crazy. Like we are hustling, hustling, hustling. And then we're wondering why we're not getting the results in our business and why we're not making the money we want or booking the clients we want. And it's because we don't have the clarity or mindset to support it. Mm. It's why a hundred people can take the same course and a hundred people will not get the same results, even though the strategy, the material is exactly the same. It's because their clarity and mindset underneath what they're doing isn't the same mm. yeah. or they're not taking the same action on it. Mm. On the flip side, I think what we see, what I see a lot is, or we can be very clarity and mindset heavy. I'm really clear on what I want. I am working my mindset like crazy, but if we don't have the strategy and action to layer on top of it, we're essentially just daydreaming. I Mindset is the majority of business, but you still need to have strategy and you still have to show up and implement that strategy if you want to get results. I don't care how, I mean, I'm all about the woo. I'm all about you know, spirituality and the universe, but you have to show up and meet the universe halfway yeah. or it, it can't give you anything back. And so we need both those sides. So that's kind of a, a few minute uh, dissertation on my framework, but I'm pretty yeah. obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful actually. Uh, and clarity, when we talk about clarity, for example, is this the part when you go deeper into values and such things? Because uh, for example, um, I have a three-step framework, which is vision, mindset, and strategy. Uh, and when I talk about vision, I talk about values. So vision aligned with values. And then this is the part when we can you know, explore all these things that you are passionate about, that uh, are connected to your values and what you really want. So this is the part, uh, inspiration and exploration. Like what do you really want or someone once in a business, for example. So clarity, when you say clarity, do you mean similar things or what, what do you mean by clarity? Yeah. I mean, values is definitely a part of clarity. I'm, yeah. I'm very big on knowing what our values are and building our business around our values. That's how we create our version of success instead of someone else's version of success. And I believe that in order, in order to create anything, we have to first clearly decide that that's what we want. We have to have the clarity on our decision and all decisions are a values clarification. So we need to be clear on our values yeah. in order to create that decision in order to then put strategy on top of it and take action on it. And I think within, I mean, and clarity also just encompasses for me a lot of things. So absolutely the clarity on that decision and the clarity on our values. I think it's also clarity on what is the strategy we're taking or clarity on what is going on with our mindset or clarity on what is it I even want to create? What's my focus right now? I don't know if you've read the one thing, but what is my one thing in my business right now? One of the ways many people unintentionally sabotage their business, especially the people I work with, because they're multi-passionate, because they're high achievers, they have 400 goals and they have 400 things they're trying to create in their business. And they're trying to launch a group program and a course and one-on-one -on -one coaching and be a speaker and write a book, which is beautiful, but it's really challenging to do all of those things well at the same time. So part of clarity is also getting really clear on what, what are we focused on right now? And how are we focusing the mindset around that, the strategy around that, and the action around that? Yeah, it is so true. And, uh, you know, talking about values, when we talked about uh, this hiding in plain sight, you mentioned uh, to show up 100%, speaking the truth and, and such things. I think we can, yeah, reach that place when we when we have the values in place. So we are, we know who we are, we know our values, core values, and so we can show up. I mean, we overcame that fear, right? Let's suppose. And then we can show up if we know our values. And 500 goals, I just wanted to say, yeah, for example, it's really important to focus on one thing. Like every day, what is the one thing that will move my project forward? And which is the most important project or which is the most important task? Not 500, but intentionally focus on the most important thing, right? Yeah, and focus on, I mean, not this is necessarily what we're talking about, but focusing on what our current goals in our business until 
we've mastered it. Because I, I think what happens a lot that I, and I'm just, this is something I've fallen into. This is something I've seen, I see with clients is it's so easy to start getting traction. And we're like, cool, I've done that. Now on to the next thing. Where we grow exponentially is when we master that one thing. And then we have the space to layer something new on top of it. Mm-hmm. You have to walk before you can run, right? And I think in business in particular, it's especially in the online space, because we just see what everyone else is doing. I think it's so easy then to see someone else is doing this thing and they're saying it works. So actually I need to do that as well, or I need to pivot and and start doing that, or this thing I'm doing, it must not really work. So let me pivot and go do that thing. And that's where clarity and focus is so important because that's when you're like, oh wait, that is a cool thing that is working for them. However, that's not my thing. That's not what I'm doing. And I'm really clear on what that is. And I'm locked into that. And I have the mindset to support that. And I have the strategy to support it. And I'm showing up and taking action on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I was wondering if someone is interested in working with you, for example, what are the uh, ways they can work with you one-on-one group? What are some available uh, formats? Yeah. So I I work with my clients one-on-one. I'm very one-on-one based because I there are amazing people who have more formulaic, you know, have more of like, these are my seven steps programs. I don't work that way. I'm <laughs> tailored yeah. to every person. So one-on-one is what works best. I may have a program down the road, but I very intentionally um, kept myself focused on one-on-one work. It's where I think I'm the biggest asset to my clients so that I'm really empowering them to create their own process so they can show up like the CEO of their business versus me telling them how to do it. Mm-hmm. I anyone who's interested is always welcome to hop on a call with me. I tend to be fully booked. Like right now I'm fully booked until December or January. So oh, yeah. if you are interested in working with me, book a call ASAP because then we can get you, you know, in when yeah. there is, is an opening. And outside of that, I offer a ton of free resources. So my website has a ton of free resources. I do a live stream every week in my Facebook group. I offer a free training in my Facebook group every month. I have a few um, do it yourself, smaller, like very inexpensive um, mm. courses that you can download on my my website. And we'll see down the road, there might be something I have that's a little more group based, but it'll still be very hands on and personalized, because I think that's how we thrive in term, you know, when it comes to business. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I was wondering, um, people might be interested, what helped you to, to be where you are today? So I wanted to ask you uh, for three book recommendations that helped you uh, move forward in business, mindset, uh, the topics that we were talking about. I will give you some book recommendations. And I'm also going to just, there's lots of things that have helped me get to where I am today. I'm very grateful. Mm-hmm. I will say just as a, just to be completely transparent, I've also invested heavily in my mindset and heavily in coaching and i yeah. think you know just to speak to the power of coaching mm, yeah absolutely i have my own coach and i have for years and i i can't speak enough to that and books are also powerful but i just cannot speak enough to i did not get here on my own um so i i think we messaged about this a bit before but trying to think of books i have a really hard time coming up with favorites because i'm sitting next to I, I like read a ton of books every month and I'm sitting next to a stack of books. So it's really hard for me to pick, pick some favorites, but I will say anything by Joe Dispenza, mm-hmm. I think is brilliant. He is, I think he does a really great job of combining um, the science of the brain along with the, he, he almost brings the science to the spirituality, which I, and to energy, which I, as for me, it helps ground it in. I think his work is brilliant. I, oh gosh, and I had some titles for you this, this morning. I just picked up The Untethered Soul, which I've just started, but I think it's already going to be one of my favorite books and I'm really enjoying. It, it shares a lot of concepts that I know about, I've read about a million times. I, I in, you know, I've integrated and I think just the way they're being spoken about is, it just takes some concepts and it puts them into a way that's very tangible and I'm really, really enjoying it. So I'd highly recommend recommend that. And then on a business perspective, oh my gosh, there's so many great business books, but Adam Grant's work, I quote a lot. Um, he just, he does, he's a, he's a social psychologist, but he does some really great work in business and just the originals give and take, I think for, 
I assume your audience is probably similar to mine for for some of the heart centered people out there. I think just a lot of his research is also give and take in particular talks about, uh, I think we have this idea that takers in business are the ones who come ahead. And he's actually done a ton of research that shows the show that givers actually in the long run mm. come out ahead and they fall out of the bottom. So it depends on the mindset behind it. Um, but his work is in, in originals is really great as well. Essentialism. Now I'm throwing out more books. Essentialism is, I think it just speaks to what we've been talking about in terms of simplicity and the one thing and doing less better, which is a, a very big philosophy of mine. That's mm. an excellent book. Yeah. Right, I'll stop, stop rattling off books, but those are, those are just a few that come to mind. Mm. And if Thank anyone you. wants a longer list, you can email me and I'll, I'll give you a list of like a hundred books that are my favorites. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And, uh, before I ask my last question, tell people where they can find you online. Sure. So my website's my name, kimargetsinger.com. And hopefully that will be spelled out because that is very long and could not be any more difficult to spell. And then I'm at my name. So at Kim Margaret Singer on Instagram. I am mm. on Instagram quite a bit and love the stories right now over there. And then on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, but... I don't know if anyone's using their Facebook pages that much anymore. I have a Facebook group, Business Besties and Creative Bosses. I love it. It's a really great community. Everyone's really engaged and supportive in there and active in there every day. We do free trainings every month, free lives every week. So we'd love to have anyone in there as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm going to put these links in the show notes so people will find it. And you mentioned the freebies. It's on your website, right? Yes. I have three freebies on my website and th there's a free training every month so with that if you sign up for any of those you also get like a free wow. i always make a like a bonus playbook with that but i have a freebie on content ideas so how to come up with content ideas mm -hmm. content is a big part of my marketing strategy one on my sales framework so how to create your own sales framework from a heart-centered place and then the other one right now is on mindset blocks i don't love the term mindset blocks but it's all around the most common mindset struggles I have seen come up with my clients and how to shift those. Mm, sounds really great. And my last question is, what is your mission when it comes to your business? And what is the legacy that you want to live? These big questions. It's like the books. It's like they're even harder. I'm going to try not to cry here. Um, so I think overall, my my like mission in life, it has been since probably since I was a little girl, is to help people step up and stand in who they are and to see that we're all so much more capable than we give ourselves credit for. I, I, I like, I even, like, I was a cheerleader. I was, I mean, I was always the person growing up who wanted to show people what was, was possible and encouraging my cousins to go create crazy dreams and turn them into reality. And now as a coach and as a business owner, I just think I see it over and over again. I think we as humans have so much potential that we're not tapping into. Mm. And I just, as I think the more of us that are heart centered and the more of us who are coming from a place of passion, who are creating success in the way, you know, in, in terms of what success means for us and are quite honestly making more money. I think money is this beautiful tool and energy exchange. The more of us who are doing that, the more we start to raise the status quo and the more we start to change what's happening in the world. And the more we start to act as an example for people around us, for the next generation, I have a stepson called my bonus son. I always think, you know, the work I'm doing to be a different version of myself and not just to make money because we can buy stuff, but to show what's possible with that, that's an example for him. Mm. And if we talk about mindset, everything we're talking about at the beginning of the call, most of our mindset, most of the stories in our brain that's in our subconscious, those are formed by the age of 10. So if we're as adults starting to shift those stories and we're starting to step into our full potential and we're starting to create more, what we're doing is we're creating a ripple outwards. We're showing our peers, our friends what's possible. Sometimes we have to see it before we can be it, right? But we're also showing generations that are younger than us and we're helping to shift their mindset so they're not creating the same stories that many of us have because of what society has taught us. And I think by doing that, when we can start that change from within ourselves, we can start to change 
just imagine if all of us did that and all of us were creating a different example for a younger generation, how much that would literally change the scope of what's going on in our world. Mm. I mean, it, like it, it's, it's mind blowing. The problem is I think so many of us are stuck in the stories that another generation has taught us and another generation who, that was doing the best they could, not, not by any fault on anyone. And that's how we stall the progress mm. as a society. So anyway, that's, I'll, I'll try not to get too long winded or emotional about it, but that's, that is my yeah. like underneath mission and, and the same with, with money. I think money is, I think the more we can change our story with money and the more, the more of us who are making great money doing what we love, the more of us who are using our dollars to build and we're pouring that back out into the world, it, it not only in terms of how we can literally help society by using money for good, but we're also making choices with our money every single day. And so, I mean, money, the power with money is that we have the the power to decide. We have the power of choice. And so part of my mission is also empowering people to make more money doing what they love, because then you have the power of choice, the freedom of choice, and you have the freedom to choose where you're spending those dollars. You're not stuck having to support things you don't believe in, because that's all you can afford. Um, and just so many, I'll, I could probably talk about this for, for, for another 45 minutes, but that's, that's my why. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful, actually. And we haven't talked about money mindset. Maybe it's, it's, another, uh, it's the topic of another episode, but uh, it's really true that money helps us, you know, to have this impact. So let's say I'm a one-person business and I can, you know, just scale it and have a team working on a beautiful mission, right? Helping others. And I would love to be with you on your journey and hopefully we can, you know, shift mindsets and change the world for the better. And thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved this conversation and thank you everyone who's joined in and listened. Thanks for being here. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening and I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show. And don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends.